Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune into what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to a Cross Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories. Welcome to my show, Money Making Conversation Masterclass. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. I recognize that we all have different definitions of success. For you, it may be the size of your paycheck. Mine is inspiring people to develop a plan to reach their dreams. It's time to stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. You can only exceed expectations by believing in yourself. People always talk about purpose or gifts. If you have a gift, lead with your gift. And don't let your friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dreams. My guest is Chef David Rose. You may have seen David in action on many TV cooking shows and national talk shows, including competing on Food Network Star. He is born in New Jersey to both his parents who are chefs. Woo-wee, that's some good eating right there. If it smelled good, looked good, chances are in that house, it was good eating. Chef David Rose is also an Omaha Steaks executive chef, spokesperson, and serves as a national brand ambassador for Nissan USA and Big. Green Egg. He's on the show to talk about his new cookbook, Egging. David Rose Cooks on the Big Green Egg. Please welcome the Money Making Conversation Masterclass, the one and only David Rose. How you doing, sir? <laughs> Good morning, brother. Thanks for having me so much, man. I appreciate it. It is a joy to be here, and I'm excited to dig into it. So thank you again for having me. First of all, thank you for sending your book, uh, Egging David Rose Cooks yeah. on the Big Green Egg. Let's, let's, let's go and get it out. Let's go and get it out. I let's try to be honest with all my guests, it. okay? I have yeah. the setup. I have the, the Big Green Egg. I have the table <laughs> that comes with it. I got this beautiful cover that goes over it. And that okay. bad boy, I'm set up. That bad boy has been covered for six years. That's a... Shame, crying, shame, brother. Okay, I got, I got to put the just, so, so having you on the show means that guess what? Mm. It's time for the big unveiling of that. I got to pull <laughs> it off. And your book, tell us how you got involved yes. with this. You know, the big green yeah. eggs. You see the signs. I'm based in Atlanta. 
from he was born and raised mm-hmm. in Houston, Texas. So it's like barbecue capital, smoke capital, where, I, yes. where I've lived all yes. my life, okay? So the yes, big sir. green egg, you cannot avoid the big green egg, okay? So tell us exactly what is the big green egg and what makes it so special, David? All right, so the big green egg has been around for 40 plus years now, back in the 70s. And Ed Fisher, the founder, creator, CEO of Big Green Egg, uh, what he did actually was he was in the military. He was overseas in uh, Japan. And it was based off of the Komodo smoker. It's been around for thousands of years. Uh, clay pot and essentially, you know, you could smoke and you could do all types of foods, meats, proteins, vegetables on it. So he sent a couple back, shipped them back to the States and said, this Komodo smoker, this is good but it can be better. It can be great. So what he did then from there is um, he started, you know, kind of fixing them up, enhancing the hardware, making them a little more sturdier and started selling them and branding them as Big Green Eggs. But when Big Green Egg really took off is when he started working with NASA and using the same ceramics that NASA space shuttles use. So there's some scientific to it as well, my friend. So right, right. it heats up quickly, cools down quickly and retains temperature very evenly. And due to the porous nature of the smoker, you know, for those who aren't quite as technically, you know, savvy with drilling, it really is forgiving because if something's porous, that means it retains moisture right. as opposed to your stainless steel smokers or grills. And the thing that I love most about the Big Green Egg, what eggheads you call Big Green Egg advocates love so much about it is the versatility of it, where you can do low and slow. Hot and fast, you can cold smoke, you can do uh, steaks, pizzas, ribs, briskets, uh, and egging. What I really love doing is highlighting that versatility. So soups, salads, entrees, desserts, um, you have some breakfast hey, David, items, hey, David, and smoked David, and grilled David, Let's slow this down. Let's slow this down, David. Stuff. Let's slow this down. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you know, yeah, this is my show. We can talk okay, slowly. We're going to talk sorry. about recipes. <laughs> we ain't got to do a little quick sale on this show. This ain't a quick sale. This is a get to know you show. My audience, they know I talk about food okay. creatively now. Because, see, I can, yes. I've, I've been blessed with the skill. I, you know, I've been uh, I've been an award-winning chef. I've gotten that honor. I mean, bar, I mean uh, a baker. And I love to cook. Okay. You know, I come from a, a family, a big black family, six sisters, two brothers. Yeah. You know, all the home cooked okay. meals because we didn't have that much. So everything was cooked. But I didn't learn to, because I had six sisters. My parents, old school, they wouldn't let me in the kitchen. Okay. So I just had mm. to watch all the time. And now until I went to college, that I started cooking. I learned how to cook at a Jewish deli. That was my first job out of in college was really? a Jewish deli. And that's where I learned how to cook matzo balls and all the, you know, one of my favorite all time meals yeah, is German potato salad, you know, all, all, all that. that, all that, yes. I learned all that stuff. And so that's why I really got introduced, you know, in the green bean goulash, all that good stuff. I learned how mm-hmm. to do that at the Jewish deli. And so, wow. but the thing about it is that as over the years, you get trapped in your own skill set, what you yeah. do, and not want to innovate or not want to change. And that's what this interview is about, showing people like, yeah. you know, my dad, he grew up on the 55 gum, drum barrel. That's what we drew up with barbecue yeah. home. And so, yeah, yeah. And so what I want to make sure we understand is that the, 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 the big green egg is not about just barbecuing. No. And so that's why I want to slow it down so everybody can understand because it can get thrown into that barbecue club. Yeah, 
club. Yeah. And that now on the 55 drum barrel, drum barrel, that's what it was. It was there for barbecue and smoking yes. and all that stuff. Okay. You couldn't Without fry them. no eggs on there. You you couldn't do none of that. You dropped them links on there, you dropped the ribs <laughs> on there, you dropped the chicken on there, you put your barbecue beans in yeah. the corner, and brother, you went to work yeah. and it smoked. Now the big green yeah. egg, that's not the same conversation, correct? Correct. That is correct. That is correct. And it can be used for barbecue and smoking, but it's more so the versatility of everything you can make inside on your stovetop and your oven, you can make on the big green egg. And that's one of the few grills that can say that it can do that. Right. And so now my, uh, my, my, my senior marketing and activation director, he lives and dies by the big green egg. Boy, I tell you, he he talks a big I like story. Him already. Yeah, he, he talks a big story about the big green egg. And so now me, uh, I want you to I want you to kind of like admonish me for having it locked yeah. down for six years. Tell me, Rashawn, shame on you. This is what you should be doing with that beautiful green egg that's just sitting under your on uh, your in your house, <laughs> covered up. So and why 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 should I why should I unveil it now after this book, this beautiful book that I've read called Egging that is specifically uh. geared to green egg cooking. Yeah, with this book right here, all these recipes were made with the big green egg in mind. Uh, not to say you can't use the book as well for any other kind of grills or smokers. Yes, sir. But, you know, for me, after talking to you and kind of taking a brief look at your social media, I see that you're a foodie. I see you're a lover of food. And, you know, for you to be a foodie and not use the big green egg <laughs> and have it out there collecting dust and pollen, you're doing yourself a disservice, but I'm going to just go on and say that <laughs> real quick. But this book just really highlights everything from baking to smoking, vegetables, literally everything on the Big Green Egg. And you love baking. Yes. A really great thing with the Big Green Egg is that little smoke kind of hint of smokiness adds a kind of a deepened layer to the cake. So that German chocolate cake, that wow. sheet cake. That smoker, that grill, that big green egg is going to kind of bring it from a, a good cake. It's good right now. It's right, fire. Right. But it could be fire, fire. And wow. two fires is better than one fire. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's 911. Come on now. Come on now. In, in the kitchen. Without the fire extinguishing. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rushan McDonald. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rushan McDonald. Now you have the word smoking and then you have you know then you have then you fire what is how do you when do you use smoke and when do you use fire mm. in the process of preparing meals ai might be the most important new computer technology ever it's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested so buckle up the problem is that ai needs a lot of speed and processing power so how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. 
We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune into what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When your child fights sleep, it can feel like a battle you'll never win. Imagine a bedtime routine you all look forward to, where you cuddle in and let the stress of the day melt away. Welcome to Sleep Tight Stories. A calming weekly podcast that brings bedtime stories, cuddles, and comfort to families worldwide. The stories are quirky, relatable, and spark wonder without overstimulation, so listeners can fall asleep and stay asleep. Each episode is narrated by me, Cheryl McLeod, a second grade teacher, and written by my husband Clark, an eternal second grader at heart. Tune in tonight and bond over a story before drifting off to sleep. Make bedtime the sweetest part of your day. Sleep Tight Stories. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, yeah, so as far as we use smoke, you can do coal smoke. Like, you know, for salmon, seafoods, things of that nature to kind of, you know, where you want a, a, a low and slow smoke and you don't want the smoke to overpower it. Right. Uh, smoking also comes into play with your briskets, your ribs. Uh, you could smoke chicken, you know, things of that nature. Or if anything you want to smoke, you could add smoke to it. But right. when you have direct fire, which is direct grilling and indirect grilling, which is smoking, direct grilling is more of your high and fast, like your steaks, right. your chops, your mm-hmm. kebabs, stuff of that nature, where you want that direct heat, the flames, to kind of kiss it, just subtly kiss it, and just get that nice char, that nice grill, that nice brown. Because color, that brown, that's flavor, brother, and that's what you want. Now, that's a, since you brought up steak, let's slide right on over. Yeah. Omaha Steak, executive chef, spokesperson. Yes, now, I did... Now, I've, I've eaten steaks many times, David, in restaurants. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and early on, I used to just drive people crazy by saying the word well done. Get the ugly look. Well done. Uh-oh. Why did you come in here? Why, 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 <laughs> you, why are you wasting our time burning up a good piece of meat? Okay. So now just I'm get a, a burger, medium guy. Call I'm a medium guy. I'm a medium, <laughs> a medium guy. And, uh, and I understand the value of what they were trying to teach me, but I was sticking yes. to my guns at an early age. Now, yeah. On the what? How do you prepare steak for mm-hmm. for for the big green egg? And how do you yeah. sear it? I hear words like sear. I hear words like two minutes on this side, two minutes on the other side. Talk to us about the whole preparation since you are represented Omaha Steaks. Talk to us with the magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, essentially. So first off, you want to kind of know just the basics of the composition and DNA, so to speak, of a steak, what a steak is. You know, so a steak is essentially, you know, it's cut from different primal cuts of the steak and it's sliced 
into, you know, the muscle. So essentially the steak is the muscle. And then the white that's in between the muscle, that's the uh, intermuscular fat. And that's the good fat. That's the fat that melts inside of the steak, gives it that nice juiciness and mouth-watering mouthfeel, which we all love and look for in steak. So a couple first things before you even get that steak on the grill in that cast iron pan. Um, a lot of core mistakes people make is you want to bring that steak to room temperature because you got to remember a cold steak is essentially a cold muscle. And what cold muscles do is uh, they take a while to, you know, to warm up and they remain tense. Right. And if you want to go ahead and put that steak on the grill cold, it's going to have inconsistencies and it's not going to get that nice char and cook to that perfect temperature you want. So always put the steak out for at least 25 to 30 minutes. Let it come to room temperature. Second, steaks take seasoning very well. Salt, pepper, that is a great basis right there. Uh, a lot of times, you know, with Omaha steaks, the quality of the steak is so great. It just needs salt and pepper, but feel free to add Make your own rubs, your own seasonings. Get crazy, get creative, do your thing. Now, when it comes to the grilling process, there's a couple different ways to grill and cook up your steak. You could do direct grilling, where from start to finish, you finish it and you start it and finish it on direct heat that's over the flames. That's one way. I'd recommend those for your thinner cuts of meats, uh, like your flanks, your skirts, or essentially something like that for a nice medium or a medium. You're doing three to four minutes on each size. But now you have your bad mamma jammas, like your porterhouse. You Woo! have your ribeyes. You have your tomahawk bone-in chops. Those right there, you kind of want to approach those differently because you want to have that fat rendered down and get nice and chewy and, you know, just kind of get really, really nice to that desired temperature to what you want. Because the last thing you want to do is cook a steak and you have grizzly hard fat. That's not pleasant. Nobody wants that. So mm -hmm. for what I recommend with that particular process right there is I uh, consider that with the uh, reverse searing process. So what you do is you start out indirect. So that plate setter that right. comes in there, you have that in there. You do that 250, 250 low and slow. And you let that come about 10 degrees below your desired temperature. So you said you're a medium man. Right. Medium is 145. So you let that steak go till it reaches 135. You take the steak off. You remove that plate setter, you crank it up to direct heat, direct flames, about 5 to 550. Essentially, at that point, the steak is already at that temperature that you want, but 10 degrees shy. So right. by you getting that hard, fast sear on there, it's going to raise 5 degrees, 5 to 8 degrees. Then you want to always let your steak rest. By letting your steak rest, you're letting it chill out. You don't cut into it. You don't touch it. You don't eat it. It's going to allow those juices to redistribute right. and stay inside the steak where it belongs. Because right. the last thing you want to do is to cut into any roast, any um, large turkey or chicken or poultry or steak, because it's going to lose all the juices. Perfect 145 medium every single time. Let me repeat that one more time. You said the one thing you don't want to do is cut into because yeah. you broke up a little bit. I want to make sure we get that. That was yeah. really important you was talking about. Because yeah. me, I'm a guy who wants oh, yeah. his steak to be warm. When I cut into I mm -hmm. see smoke. You don't want to do that, right? Well, what you can do actually if you're, if you're sitting at home yes, and sir. you're dining at home, you definitely want to let it rest. Even in steak restaurants, they let it rest as well. Right. They're keeping it warm. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, but a lot of times, you know, especially if you're making a lot of steaks or a roast, you want to always let it rest 
because that's going to allow the juices to stay in there inside of the meat where it belongs. Okay, cool. Chef David Rose, I'm talking to him. One of the great stars on TV, great personality. You've seen him on national talk shows, Good Morning America, all these type of shows, all the all the Food Channel type shows, former Food Network star. Well, guess what? He is a Food Network star. You don't lose something that you're great about, okay? <laughs> Just like I, I will always have a degree in math, okay? Now, let's talk about, before yes, I get into the book again, let's talk about your, your, your food training, your culinary history. Mm. How did we, I know both your parents were chef. Was, was that a natural path for you or did you have another journey you wanted to play? Was it sports and you went back to chef? Being a chef as a career opportunity, talk about that and then we'll get back to the egging, the, the book about uh, cooking on the Victorian egg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's funny, we have a lot of parallels as far as, you know, our similarities. You come a big, a big family, I come from a big family. I'm one of eight. I'm the baby. And my mom is 13. Dad's one of 10. Huge, huge Jamaican family. <laughs> Literally everybody was born in Jamaica except for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, mom was a chef. Dad was a chef. But everybody in my family, even though they weren't classically trained or it was their career, everybody can burn. Everybody can cook. Everybody can cook their tail off. So just always being around that. Some of my fondest memories were about great food. So I've always been in hospitality. For my first job, I was 13 years old. I was a room service attendant for the Radisson Hotel in Inglewood, New Jersey. And from there, I served, I bartended, I barbacked, uh, literally every position in front of the house. I moved down to Atlanta. I'm bartending at the time when I was 21, back in 03. And from there, I'm trying to figure out, okay, what's my next step? What's my next move? And I see a commercial, and the commercial says, as clear as day, Le Cordon Bleu, realize your culinary dream. (laughs) And you know what? Something just kind of snapped. Something just kind of registered in my head. I said, you know what? I love to cook. I've always cooked. I've done everything in hospitality. Um, Let's give this a try. So I went, I visited the campus, and you know, like in the cartoons, those old school Looney Tunes cartoons where the light bulb goes off, it was a light bulb moment where I looked at the itinerary, looked at the syllabus, took a tour, and I just knew that's where I was meant to be. And prior to that, you know, the word scholar and David Rose were seldom, I'm lying, not seldom, never used in the same (laughs) sentence. But I graduated top of my class, summa cum laude. And then from there, the trajectory just was fast, quick, and in a hurry, and haven't been looking back since. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Well, first of all, man, academia has been, let's say, good to you. You plus yes. a matching personality because when you're on TV, personality plays a role and also simplicity. You know, you mm-hmm. know, because the thing about I think the, the major thing I've enjoyed about seeing the evolution of TV cooking or TV uh, preparation is that it doesn't look difficult anymore because a lot of everyday people are doing it on social media, YouTube, TikTok, and all that. Your book, your recipes are very simple. You know, I don't get caught up into the, you know, the teaspoon and the quarter cup and all that can really just bog you down and go, that looks more like science than cooking. Tell us how the whole <laughs> process you went about, not so much dumbing this down to the everyday person like me, but putting together a fun mm-hmm. cookbook that you yeah. call Egging. 
Yeah, for sure. You know, egging, you know, big green egg, egging, you know, it's kind of the informal word you use when you're using the big green egg. So I wanted to make it a casual, smooth approach. When you look at a book called Egging, it looks fun, it looks exciting, and it draws you in immediately just based off the title. And I wanted a very approachable title. That was very important for me. And, you know, a lot of people are intimidated by cooking and intimidated by grilling because the last thing you want to do is buy these big old steaks, spend over $300 in ribs and brisket, right. and be that person at the cookout. Mm-hmm. Everybody looking at you, he messed up the ribs, he messed up the brisket. <laughs> Nobody wants that. But I think with this book right here, this book is the playbook, the quintessential playbook for everything grilling, especially with Big Green Eggs, how to light it, how to keep the temperature, right. cooking temperatures, cooking doneness, grill maintenance, where if you have never used a big green egg, never heard the word big green egg in your entire life, and you see this book, you read this book, I guarantee by the time you are done reading it, you are self-sufficient and you can be a grill aficionado and have the knowledge to know what you can make because the preparations, the sauces, the marinades, just because it's for chicken, you can easily take that and apply that to fish or steak. And the great thing about cooking is this right here is the blueprint. You take this Absolutely. blueprint, you make it yours, you add your own flavors, your own twists, and just, you know, put your put your signature on that. And that's cool. the great thing about cooking. Big endless, opp- endless options, endless opportunities for your flair. Yes, I'm speaking and interviewing Chef David Rose, his book, Egging, David Rose Cooks on the Big Green Egg. Um, my uh, my fans always want to know what, what I like about the book, what recipes stood out. I'm from the South, everybody. Yeah. You know that. Houston, Texas, born and bred in the inner city. So that means that I've had experiences for a certain type of meal all my life. In this book, mm-hmm. he talks about making oxtails on the big yes, green sir. egg. Now, you know, that's the first I had that, you know, I had to bring that up on the show, David. <laughs> oxtails on the big green egg. If that ain't a Southern delicacy, if that don't make black people go, hmm, let's see if it falls off the bone. Let's, let's see when you when you put it in your mouth, do you just suck all the sir. meat off? Is that the type of yeah. uh, 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 oxtail we getting off the big green egg, sir? If they ain't, you want to have a little bit of integrity to where it's still on the bone. It's not disintegrating, but when there you, you touch go. it, that's when it falls apart there you go. in your mouth. That's <laughs> the secret right there. Because you want to have, you know, oxtails, not pulled oxtails yes, meat. Yes, yes, you know? yes, yes. So it, it's delicious. It's great. And, you know, uh, Jamaicans love oxtail as well. So we share that very, you know, very, you know, similar uh, situation as well, you know, where essentially it came out of necessity as being, you know, slaves and not getting the the prime cuts and just us being the culinary magicians that black people are, the culture, we take anything, you know, from the the pig foot to the uh, the tripe, the liver, and make it delicious and make it sing. And oxtail is no different to where now mainstream restaurants are now carrying it. Oxtails, which used to be cheap, Oxtail's expensive now. <laughs> and I, I really think that's a credit to us. Well, I'm just telling you right now, you know that we're cheap because black people were eating it. You know what I'm saying? We had the we had a yes. budget and we ate it within our budget. And now if yes. it was expensive yes. way back when I was growing up, I'd never known about oxtail. Exactly. And you know, exactly. you know, you 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 Jamaican. So you know yes. over in Jamaica, oxtail, if you can't make oxtails over there, they'd probably run you off the island. Okay, so you know it had to <laughs> that, be cheap over there. That part right there. Uh, that so now, part right there. Now, yes, sir. Everybody know. Come on now, David Rose. Uh, everybody yeah. know I love desserts. Okay, now I do a great Patty Labelle pecan pie. 
You know, I go to a book. That's my girl. I support her. Yeah. I always support everybody's brand. So, Patty LaBelle, yeah. that's the recipe I do with pecan pie. Now, you got a yes. bourbon ginger pecan yes, pie sir. that you do yes. on the big green egg. Talk to mm-hmm. us about that, brother. Mm-hmm. All right. So, everybody in the South, they have their own recipe for pecan pie. So, what I want to do is make my own recipe, you know, to kind of, you know, really honor the Southern pecan pie. Because my first experience having pecan pie Everyone's in the South, so I got to pay homage to the South. But you got to make it different. So what goes good at the smokiness? Bourbon, because bourbon is smoked. Bourbon is aged. And ginger, because Jamaican, we put ginger in everything. And brother, one of the best recipes you will ever taste. Forget smack your mama. You're going to smack yourself. It's so good. There you go. <laughs> well, my, one of my clients is a Chef uh, Liz Rogers. She owns, she distributes yeah. ice cream called Creamalicious. That's her brand. Yeah. And she has yeah. Slap Your Mama. It's one of our ice cream yes. brands. So if you got mm. a pecan pie that make you want to slap somebody, she got an ice cream uh. want to slap somebody, you know I got to put our ice cream on top of your pecan pie. So I can just start slapping everybody. <laughs> everybody going to get slapped. Watch out. Watch out. Everybody going to get slapped. In the face, Take brother. Face. Get away from me. Uh. But, brother, I tell you, we're talking to the chef David Rose, his incredible book, Egging. Uh, David Rose cooks on the big green egg. But not only that, he's a, he's an ambassador for Omaha Steaks as well as Nissan USA. But again, my friend, being on my show, talking about a book, you know, I got to send you photos of the unveiling. That means I got to yes. look at your book, post it, say you, you've gotten it out of storage, you know, before <laughs> the summer goes out. But more importantly, the what I wanted to get clarity on that you've given the people who are listening and watching this interview is that the Big Green Egg is more than just a barbecue pit or a smoker for meats. Yeah. You can use it as an extension for your oven kick, cooking and your stovetop cooking, correct? Great time, man. Feel free to invite back anytime. This is the way to get a day started. Much better than coffee. Thank you. And Much I appreciate it. If you want to hear this interview, please, or see this interview, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I am your host.